I have come here to Krakowie, and I'm all out of bubble. Really licked his ass. Are you watching closely? Welcome to Midnight Showing. I'm Nash, that's Luke, and this week the movie we watched at midnight was Rob Bowman's Reign of Fire. Was it worth it? That's what we're here to tell you, and don't worry, we will notify you before we start spoiling. Luke, where are we for this one? Oh, where are we, Nash, on this one? <laughs> Beginning in present-day London, we meet a 12-year-old Quint who will be lucky enough to grow up into Christian Bale one day. Uh, while visiting his mother at work in a large mine, he takes a walk through the cavern and discovers none other than a dragon. A literal, fire-breathing dragon in present-day London. As you may assume, dragons are, for lack of a better term, kind of dicks as they ravage the earth of its people <laughs> and its crops. And then uh, we'll fast forward about 20 years and we meet a present day Quinn, Christian Bale, uh, just trying to help a few survivors left on this scorched earth. Yeah, and the trailer for this movie, I mean, talk about classic action movie trailer. Um, I didn't like it, though, because it makes the movie seem way more intense than it is. Yeah, I feel that. Did you get my Tropic Thunder reference at the end of that paragraph either? What? Scorched Earth. Isn't that what the what the movies are called? For oh, ben my God. It's, it's Scorcher. Scorcher. Um, <laughs> Who left the fridge open? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this movie, interesting story on the writing of this one. So originally it was written by Greg Shabbat and Kevin Peterka in about 1996. And the script was purchased by Skyglass Media Group, who had Matt Greenberg revise the screenplay for production. Um, you might know Matt Greenberg. Uh, he's written a few films such as uh, Pet Cemetery, uh, not the novel that was Stephen King, but the remake of the film based off the original Pet Cemetery movie that was based off the original <laughs> novel by Stephen King. He wrote that. Uh, he also wrote <laughs> Halloween H two O, which Nash, I will say, that's the seventh <laughs> Halloween movie in the franchise. But that was actually kind of watchable. But um, uh, you know what's really H2. funny about that movie is that they what? remade it twice, dude. When they did H two, when so when they did Halloween H two O, it was like one of those like canon wiping things where they were like, hey, the last five movies didn't actually happen. It just happens here. And like Halloween H two O happened, then Halloween eight happens. That's the one where he. Uh, Kung Fu fights Busta Rhymes and then a few years ago they made the other Halloween one 30 years later that just erased all the canon again so that, <laughs> that was my funny little story about H2O is that they just keep redoing all yeah. the Halloween movies every 10 years so when it's 40 years in the future it'll be Halloween H40 and it will just erase all the canon again oh my gosh so that's what that guy that's wrote pretty funny. the seventh Halloween movie and uh Pet Cemetery, the remake. <laughs> kind of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's funny because for the director, uh, Bowman, um, he usually does TV stuff. His most famous director holes for The X Files. That's pretty famous. And he he did Electra, 
Wow, greatest superhero film of all time. <laughs> so that's that's Bowman. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just the guy that didn't do a lot of movies. It's all it's all in good fun. It's funny to to read off the random things from IMDb instead of like the things they're known for. Um, my personal. Well, I mean, <laughs> that, that's what that's what he's known for. That's what IMDb <laughs> said he's known for. Like, that's not me trying to be funny. It's like, better than being known for porn.com. Okay. <laughs> That's but true. but That's who, true. who is in this fire-breathing dragon montage, Nash? We got Christian Bale <laughs> as Quinn Abercrombie and Fitch. We got Matthew McConaughey <laughs> as Denton Van Zandt. What a character. Wow. <laughs> Denton Van Zandt should have been in contact, and Matthew McConaughey's character in contact should have been in of Fire. <laughs> that would have been for an interesting script. Isabella Scorcupo said that wrong, uh, is playing Alex Jensen. And then Gerard Butler also sneaks his way in there, too, as uh, Creedy. Yeah. Gerard Butler did sneak his way in there. And yeah. it's funny, because I was like, oh, is I thought, is Gerard Butler younger than Christian Bale? That's funny. And I looked it up, and no, Gerard Butler's older than Christian Bale. Really? Yeah. Like, two or three years, I think. Was Gerard Butler in Virtuosity or was that Russell Crowe? That was Russell Crowe? Right? I don't know. I don't know. Let's not get into it. What's the What's the theme of this movie, Nash? Is it deep? Did we put a lot of thought into it? Um, we put about as much thought as they did into it. Um, and <laughs> I, I see what you wrote. <laughs> Uh, Luke Luke believes that the uh, theme of this movie is ah, dragons. Um, ah, dragons. And dragons. And that's kind of hard to disagree with. Actually, I don't know what the theme of this movie is, because it certainly isn't service or, like, dedication or devotion. It's just kind of like really hating dragons. That's yeah. really the theme of the movie. Um, Dragons Luke. suck, dude. They suck, dude. They, 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 they just suck, okay? Dragons suck. This movie, right. uh, does it suck? I don't know. Meh. Okay. Yeah, that's what I gotta oh. know. Is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? <laughs> Can it be like... I mean, like... Uh, it's like a thumbs in like the like upper right, you know, it's pointing more towards the top. But it's not like it's not. I don't know, dude. I don't know. No, I I, I mean, you're kind of right. Like, I don't I'm going to say up because I was entertained while I watched it. And that's about it. Yeah. Entertain, but, entertaining while you watch it. Definitely. I yeah. Concur, concur with that. Before. <laughs> before. We get into it. We got this. Spoiler alert! Okay. Um, let's talk about the uh, the title, <laughs> as we always should, as we regularly do for the past few episodes. Um, Reign of Fire. So the dragons are reigning, right? They're the ones that are winning. True. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they breathe fire. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's not only is it a rain of fire, but at times it's literally raining fire. Yeah. Um, a bit of a, a, a double effect there, if you will. I'm sorry. It's it's an okay title. Like, yeah, there are dragons 
it kind of fits because it's rain is kind of a. I feel like that has more to do with English culture just because they actually still have monarchy. So if somebody actually does rain. Um, and yeah, the title, don't think too deep about it. They're dragons. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so let's let's let let's frame this one as a post apocalyptic movie review. We've done quite a few. Um, I'd say it yeah. might be like the most genre we've done consistently. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Don't quote. Yeah, me uh, honestly, it's either post-apocalyptic or accidentally neo-noir. Like. Yeah, yeah, those are apparently <laughs> our two favorites. So, uh, Mister Mister loves the post-apocalyptic movie. How do you feel about dragons causing the apocalypse in this one? Here, here's the thing. Um, the concept when you say it out loud sounds really goofy yeah um because we have like fighter jets nowadays and so that's probably gonna be faster than anything with wings fair enough did we have fighter jets in 2002 Maybe maybe if the dragons resurfaced in like the 1700s and this could have been like a revolution with Al Pacino shooting his giant musket at the dragons. Yeah, that would have, that would have been a bit, you know, more believable. It's just this one. It's like not a terrible concept, really. And honestly, it's like a one sentence concept. It's like, what if the what if dragons were real? That's it. What if, what if they yeah. were real? No, no. No fantasy stuff. No magic portals. What if they were just dormant and woke up one day and just did their thing like a natural disaster? What if the natural disaster is dragons? That's the, no. that's, that's the premise. <laughs> and no, that's, that's a really important thing to say the way you just put it, because they it isn't obviously it isn't like a realistic movie, but they put an emphasis on things being based in reality. There are just dragons there that mess everything up. So it's like, there's really no little to no fantasy element here. The dragons are just kind of a thing. They're an animal that behave like other animals that actually like the bombardier beetle. Like they scientifically explain that. So they're trying to base everything in something that's real and that's kind of the movie's detriment yeah well there's even that scene where uh, mcconaughey is like talking to all christian bale's men right before they fight i think the line he said was like get it out of your head that they're mystical creatures they have a heart they have a liver aim for one of those and the beast will go down (laughs) yeah and (laughs) that's kind of the worst part of the movie because supposedly they've managed to kill everybody else on earth yeah and and, and it's like well how are these guys just so easily killing them yeah well yeah no exactly and well just to when the when the movie started my thought was how is this going to get resolved how are they going to kill all the dragons you know like (laughs) yeah um, you ever see like well the war of the worlds is a really famous story obviously you ever seen like the tom cruise one from like 2005 that's how i know war of the worlds and at the end of the movie they just like die because they like didn't 
prepare for like the water or, or whatever it was digression but like it was like oh there's no way we can fight this how is it going to end that was like the first thought i had when the movie started and then it turns out to be yeah. there's just one male dragon that's just breeding with every other dragon on earth and you take down that one dragon and it's all just over now so i feel like it's pretty loose you know it's it's a pretty loose post-apocalyptic dragon movie where you know it's really easy to kind of just uh kill one dragon and everything's cool now we can't you know yeah it's it's very hard to sort of say um that okay we use nukes and they couldn't kill them but when we shot a javelin at it we got it yeah (laughs) that's where you kind of lose me and that's like okay well how can like a helicopter with a gun couldn't kill these things. <laughs> That's I just I don't know. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, Which, and well, no. What are you gonna say? I'm just saying. Like you, I understand you. Like, got to give it leeway because obviously it's a work of fiction. It's post-apocalyptic, but it's like if they. Why didn't they just make him easier to kill or something? Like I don't, I don't know. Like why had why did they have to strict stick to this strict their impossible to kill thing and then immediately show us that they're not really that hard to kill and the reasoning is because it's dawn and they can't yeah. see as <laughs> yeah, well. They can't see as well. That doesn't make yeah. them like weaker. They just have worse vision. That doesn't like make their skin less strong no, or whatever yeah. scales. Yeah. It's like it, they, they, they didn't go full tilt. You know, it, it's almost like they, they yeah. didn't go full tilt. And with a movie like this, I feel like you really got to go full tilt. And then when you throw like huge names like Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey in there, you know, you're expecting this insane movie and then it really is just kind of like nothing happened. I, I have a theory, though. Do you think if this movie came out like four or five years later when the CGI was a little bit more up to date, um, it, it, it could have come across in a better way? I mean, like, let's assume that, that the writing gets fixed up a little bit where, like, you know, you can actually explain how dragons ravage the earth and how there's only like tiny little colonies of people. But do you do you think like like um, coming out in 2002 affected the movie's legacy at all? I think it probably did a little bit just because that headspace. I view the late nineties and early two thousands as the goofy era in just culturally. Yeah. Um, where people were just acting up and <laughs> they didn't really care. Anything could get done. Um and I think that probably had something to do with it. Cause here's the thing this movie is kind of kind of like Nausicaa. Okay, let's let's take this one in full stride. Explain yourself, sir. They're both post-apocalyptic movies where the human species is getting destroyed by this force of nature and it's slowly shrinking more and more. Um but the things that we're dealing with are the ohms, right? In Nausicaa. Yep. For those of you who don't know, we reviewed it a few weeks ago, so go back and watch that. Or just watch the movie yourself. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. Um, And so what do we know about the Ohms is they're incredibly hard to kill. In fact, we don't actually see one literally die on screen until the giant death robot human 
organism thing is made and laser beams a bunch of them. Yeah, okay. So there, that monster that is supposed to be invincible, they have to use other tactics to defeat it other than conflict, or other than violence, violent conflict. Okay. And it's very cool. You, you show a mastery of it, and see, here's the thing. Whereas this movie is entirely about dragons, they focus a lot on not the dragons, especially yeah. in the beginning, which yeah. I guess, you know, cool your world building. But take Nausicaa, for instance, where... That movie really isn't about the ohms, but that's kind of the existential threat. But they spend a lot of time, especially the main character, defining that enemy. And so it sort of makes sense, you know, when we see it interact with other people in the world. Whereas here, we get a lot of backstory on Christian Bale's castle but we don't really see a mastery of sort of these dragons. We don't see anything that actually alludes to why these people have managed to survive. Yeah, and not not only how have they been able to survive, but for Christian Bale's camp and then living in the castle, dragons are unbeatable. You know, when they have the kids doing like the little prayers, that's like... um you see the sky, you dig, or you run. You always have one eye on the sky. No matter what, you turn around and you run away. And then there's even the scene in the crops where they come get them and they don't defeat the dragon. The dragon just doesn't care about them because it wants to eat ash, apparently. That was something else yeah. we could talk about that wasn't very clear. But um, And then <laughs> McConaughey shows up acting his ass off in a hilariously campy role that honestly might be one of the reasons to watch this movie, if we're being honest. And they just have the army tanks and they can shoot down the dragons and stuff so not only is it kind of lacking the nuance you're talking about in nausicaa but um by the end just having mcconaughey jump at it with a giant axe and getting eaten doesn't really show too much development in uh possible like themes and motifs and whatnot that you're talking about yeah no exactly <laughs> like that's the whole point is okay if these things are super hard to kill then how come this guy is just killed him with like 50 people well, and some tanks? They're, sna like, they're snaring them in parachutes. And even Christian Bale is like, wait, that's all you're doing? What are you talking about? So I, I guess McConaughey's there to maybe demythicize the uh, dragons like we just talked about like a, a few minutes ago. But I, I, I don't know, because even when he demystifies them, he still gets his entire crew killed on that bridge in one sweep from the male dragon, you know? So I, yeah. I, I, I guess there is there really any kind of change in in the screenplay of what's happening with these dragons and what's happening with the humans you know it's just it seems to me like okay well if all it took was a few guys to kill them how come like when there were entire militaries fighting them it didn't work yeah, <laughs> yeah they were all shooting at it and in one sweep it got all of them and lives off death and ash and like i don't know it's like it's definitely a lame movie to co complain about but i will counter this that by true. saying this movie could have been so cool you know it could have been yeah. way cooler you know I, I feel like that's that's really what it comes down to was it was just like a little sleepy spent too much time on the castle stuff maybe that has to do with the fact that it came out in 2002 again because i also read some stuff when we were um 
researching it that this movie was a bit of a pain in the ass to bring together because they were having a lot of trouble with like the fires and the green screens and like all that all all that good stuff you know yeah i i I also did read that they had some issues um they had like some disease or something happen like break out while they were filming and they had to cancel a bunch of days of shoots that's tough like so people didn't get sick um which you know is terrible uh but it's 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 kind of like i wish matthew mcconaughey's character is oh well that's not silenced. That's in the recording forever now. Your mistakes yeah. broadcast forever. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. That, what do you say about McConaughey's character? It's a very funny and weird character. Like, I, I think I like it, but it's also like... Uh, he's a goofy character, all in all. He definitely doesn't ba- fit. He's, a- got, he's got a battle axe. Yeah, he, he well, he doesn't really fit around any of the other characters. I feel like he's the only one acting that way. Like even even the people in his army aren't like all like war torn, like face paint, carrying around dragon tooth type people. I feel like no one really matches Matthew McConaughey's energy in the movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really does, and it's like I wish he had some more insight. As to being this great dragon hunter. Do you think do you think um it's better to not have anyone match his energy? Or do you think they should have had it kind of like mesh a little bit better? You know, because like Christian Bale's character is so the polar opposite that I feel like he was kind of intentional. But at the same time, he's the like only one just acting his his butt off about dragons, you know? Yeah, no, that, that that's the crazy thing about it. And it's probably the most difficult thing is because You've got to drag Christian Bale's character over to that end to where he is finally agreeing with McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. God, I messed up his name. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew Roderick. That's not who. (laughs) What's his all on? Denton Van Zandt. Yeah, Denton. Denton Denton Van Zandt. (laughs) Why are we reviewing this movie right now, dude? The main character's name is Denton Van Zandt. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, you know, that's funny, but it's like you gotta gotta bring that Christian Bale's character over believably, and I I don't feel like they did. Um, And also... This movie is just like, kind of like conflicting in every other scene. Like, uh, they describe Van Zan as having no emotions and no feelings immediately after a scene where he throws a hissy fit because the people are celebrating killing a dragon and he's like crying about the people they lost. So it's like, well, it seems like he does care. I don't know how you're saying he doesn't care. Because he's crying about his guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, 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 well, you know, man, I don't know. I also, I, I feel like it's almost detrimental to have such big names like Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey in there. Because um, it, it was my turn to pick this movie. And I was just, like, going through uh, some movies on Amazon Prime. And I saw Reign of Fire. And I was like, I'll click on that. What is it about, like, cops or something? Or is it about, like, like a war movie? That's, what, like, the first thing I thought of. And then I saw Dragons post-apocalypse 
Apocalypse, Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale. And I was like, what is this? And then, yeah, how, how have I never heard of this one again? And this one, I can honestly tell why I never heard of it. Because, you know, it really just come off. It comes off as a little lackluster by, by the end of it. Because I feel like there's really not too much cool stuff. Like, I think the coolest shot in the movie was probably when they get to the city and a hundred dragons fly up and start flying over them. And then the male one shows up. But again, yeah. how much sense does it really make that they murder the one male dragon? There's only one male dragon. It's just like a really weird choice. You know, like I feel like there are a lot more different ways to write this dragon story. And it just kind of went in an interesting way that I wouldn't have expected the dragon story to go. We just have to kill the lead dragon. And, you know, all of a sudden Mordor starts falling into the earth, you know? Yeah. And like the move, the production is there in the yeah. movie. Like it's very you, you like like my I think my issue with like the dialogue is the fact that the world that they're in it makes me want to believe what they're saying, but they just kind of contradict each other every time they talk. Yeah. Like the the world they establish, it's like, okay, I understand it. I I'm, I'm in it. You know, they make it look realistic. Dragons love to eat ash, and (laughs) (laughs) that's what we're here for. (laughs) Well, you know, honestly, I loved it, though, dude. Like, I thought it was a really cool idea that it's not a mystical, like, dragon thing, but, like, the dragon murdered the dinosaurs. You know, it wasn't a meteor. It wasn't a volcano. It's secretly been a dragon this whole time, and man just kind of turned them into myths because we haven't seen them, and they've just been laying dormant. Like, the fact that it takes place in the real world is really cool, but... I, you know, again, I feel like there's also aspects of it that like don't make any sense for it being in the real world. So, you know, I feel like you got to kind of kind of pick one. Also, I feel like the movie is really drab a little bit. You know, it's like this really like muted, like like a color correction that's like just kind of gray and like not always exciting to look at. You feel me on that a little bit? No, yeah, it's in the dark. It's got the Dark Knight filter on it where yeah. everything's just kind of dark and bluish. Yeah, it follow, <laughs> follows Christian Bale around. Yeah, it follows Christian Bale around. Yeah. No, like that's things. I, I like. I'm not. I think the concept is unique, and I definitely think it can be done right. Um, like that didn't make me. When I heard about this, I was like, "All right, I'm pretty hyped to see this movie." Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't believe I found it. I was like, "Christian Bale, yeah. Matthew McConaughey, dragons? What?" Like, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. Want, I don't want people to think that like I went into this movie thinking this is gonna be the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, no, I was like excited. I love post apocalyptic movies. Um, it's just don't have the highest expectations for this one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know, the dragons could have had a lot more culture, you know, that I feel like well, culture in the fact of, like, being wild animals, you know, like, I, f- I feel like there's a lot to work with there, where it's not an uh, omnipotent being, it's just a wild animal, and Matthew McConaughey even says it, and it, it's weird because he says it, and then in the next scene, it's like an omnipotent beast that just murders his, his entire army, but... I don't know. Maybe, yeah. this, maybe this isn't the stuff we should we should be talking about for the movie about dragons. But on the other hand, it's got crazy people in it, so maybe we should. I don't know. Yeah, it leaves us stuck in a difficult spot. Um, 
it's a, it's a goofy one but i mean like it's it's also like not a huge waste of time just like know what you're getting into you know it's like friday night you want to put on like a movie you don't gotta like think about too much you know watch watch yeah. well, watch mcconaughey rant about dragons for a little bit because he, he even though we've been like shitting on his character a little bit it is he is really funny and it like does a really solid job of like creating this this just weird this weird marine guy who somehow has like huge surplus of tanks and ammo and helicopters. Yeah, he he is honestly. It's probably uh, Matthew McConaughey is probably acting his hardest in this role, and that's like the funniest thing to say because he's <laughs> the, he's the dragon hunter. Yeah, yeah, and he is <laughs> acting his heart out step aside dallas buyers club <laughs> yeah you've got van zan yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah because this movie it moves really fast it's pretty entertaining it's just like if you try to think about it you're not gonna have a good time <laughs> yeah you know yeah all right so i guess i guess i should uh try to sum this one up yeah, I'm sum it up, man. <laughs> sum it up. Um, so, well, let me sum it up. Ah, dragons! <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so, well, <laughs> Rain of Fire, it's a post-apocalyptic action movie from 2002. I think the date is genuinely impressive for the CGI at the time, uh, don't get me wrong, there are scenes where it looks absolutely terrible, but all in all, the dragons look pretty incredible, and they are kind of the main feature. It's kind of like in Game of Thrones, I don't know if you remember that, when everybody was like, oh, I wonder if the dragons are going to look cool, you know, and they're all big and stuff. And it's like, it would have been really disappointing if the dragons looked terrible. Um, so thank God they didn't. The uh, The mixture of practical CGI, they, they come together pretty well like practical effects and cgi like when the dragon is dead so it's got a nice miss like mishmash so they they know what they're doing when they're you know making all these dragons come to life um it had a budget of 60 million dollars and ended up making 80 million dollars at the box office which you know isn't a great return but people seem to enjoy seeing it enough and it was released um in the united states in ireland and i think the uk i don't think it had a huge world release um and i think it kind of makes sense because it is a very fun movie to mo it's a very fun movie to watch but any sort of critical analysis really just kind of destroys it completely and we totally understand that it's dragon so it's not real life but like clearly clearly they're trying to base it very heavily in reality so it kind of begs the question is are we supposed to be more analytical about it i don't think so because it doesn't really work that well um dragons <clears throat> are set up as sort of being invincible and then we see them immediately get killed um and we only see two get killed and one of the two is supposed to be the most powerful dragon of them all so it's kind of like i wish i could have seen more dragon you know um and there's a ton of stuff that we can that we can get into about this movie that's flawed or whatever but all in all it's just a fun watch and honestly the reboot if they ever make one is probably going to be really good 
So and honestly, they got to bring back Bale and McConaughey. If that ever happens, they can't recast those people. Bale and McConaughey have to, have to come back. Like this happened before <laughs> Batman, you know, this, this happened yeah. like before so much stuff for both these guys. So that'd be so insane if they just, uh, you know, an insane budget, like really worked hard on the script to make it as serious as like the Dark Knight. Like, okay. Rain of Fire Nolan film. <laughs> Send it. Rain of Fire Nolan film. Send it. <laughs> let's let's tweet at him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I, I was while we were watching it, I was like, if this I was saying to Luke, if this movie was made nowadays, Gerard Butler would be playing the Christian the Matthew McConaughey's role as Van Zan. <laughs> like yeah. I think that's kind of funny. Like i I think Gerard Butler, I guess, was kind of unknown at this point in time. Um, I don't know about that, and I know that we already wrapped it up, but just on his character really quickly, um, we didn't talk about him at all in the review because he's like barely even there, and even when he dies, there's like really no weight to that happening at all. So it's, again, just another re- reason why this movie is like kind of weird because you have like Gerard Butler, fire-ass actor. I don't I don't know how famous he was at the time, but it's just, it's, it's a weird one, dude, but it's, it's good. It's good. It is, it is. It's pretty good. I'm trying to look up what he was in. And Tale of the Mummy. Wow. Classic. Tomorrow Never Dies. He was a leading seaman. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) No, it doesn't look like he had any really huge roles. What role made Gerard Butler so famous? Interesting. Um, the Phantom of the Opera, I think. Oh. Yeah, because he was, I think he was the Phantom. Yeah. And the Phantom of the Opera. I feel like everybody's seen that. I saw it in school once. And like 300 too, isn't he the guy in 300? Yeah, yeah, 300 definitely. I think 300 is probably like his big, his huge role. Maybe we'll do a um, Gerard Butler movie soon. We just might. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. And I really do want it to get remade because I feel like if they put the time into it and actually, you know, like uh, had time to film and were able to film without sort of disease getting in the way that they could probably they could probably make a very good reboot of it. Yeah, no, I I totally agree, dude. You just got to go full tilt, you know, either it's it's going to be a fantasy weird movie or it's going to be based in real life, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. You got to you got to you got to commit, ladies and gents. It's what it's what it's all about. Um, so we do want to thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, you can message us at Midnight Showing Podcast on Instagram or email Midnight Showing with Luke and Nash at gmail.com to stay in the loop for upcoming episodes and offer suggestions for the movies we watch and future content that we can bring to you. Be sure to check us out at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Um, our midnight release for next week features Waterworld. Uh, Waterworld? Do you want to do Waterworld or Waterworld? Let's do oh, it. Oh wow, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna do Waterworld. It's it's gonna be a good one, maybe. It is because here's the thing: this movie, I feel like, not a lot of people have actually seen it. It's just known for being bad. I think it's just known for being bad, and especially our generation. 
a ton of people haven't seen it. They just, oh, that movie's bad because somebody on YouTube said it was bad. Well, and we, <laughs> we will spend three hours watching it so you don't have to. Yeah, it's a three hour movie, which I did not know. <laughs> so we'll be there for that. So, yeah, check out Waterworld next week. And, you know, sadly, the popcorn won't be included, but we hope to see you there. Two words, Nash. Right on. I hate you. <laughs> Didn't do it last week. That was my favorite one. <laughs> Wait, one for in the fire. <laughs> that was a dragon doing fire. <laughs> You're trash. <laughs> Literal trash. <laughs>